chapter nine of a deal with the devil this librivox recording is in the public domain read by angelique g campbell january two thousand nineteen a deal with the devil by eden philpotts in london once more of course a hale man with a strong will of his own numerous vices rapidly decreasing years and strong if misplaced convictions was more than an unmarried inexperienced woman of my age could be expected to manage as time progressed i gave up attempting to reform grandpapa and simply contented myself with praying that he might complete his career without falling into absolute crime the thought of seeing him in a felon's dock at the last haunted me like a nightmare he would get younger and less familiar with the wicked ways of the world daily as a young man he was one for whom traps snares and pitfalls had never been set in vain when he reached a hundred and eight he would look and feel twenty years of age under the new scheme then how probable that the old man might fall a prey to some iniquitous schemer i told him my fears and he sneered bitterly and said yes a pretty old cough drop i should look shouldn't i being sentenced to penal service for life at a hundred and nine years of age then you'd see an advertisement in the papers wanted at portland prison a wet nurse for their notorious forger and embezzler daniel dolphin bless you martha there's some real fun in store for you and me yet i cried and begged him not to say such things it was a horrible thought and yet had a ray of comfort in it that if i could only keep the old man fairly straight for the next five years or less he would then be at my mercy again by that time somebody would certainly have to be a second mother to grandpapa we shot the moon on a night when there was none our next move took us back to town i hired a little flat number one oxford mansions a snug place enough near earl's court according to custom we left no address behind us and began life anew i was obliged to drop all my old friends in peckham rye and ealing for grandpapa's sake i had met mrs hopkins at whitley's and told her the old man was dead she pressed me to come and see her and i answered that i would write then i hastened away to the drugs department leaving her in the haberdashery astonished and disappointed my heart sorrowed for i loved the good woman but there was nothing else to be done on another occasion grandpapa took me to the royal fiji exhibition at earl's court and we ran right on top of the bangley browns the girls recognized me and whispered to their mother but of course they did not know grandpapa he was twenty years younger than when they last saw him mrs bangley brown turned very red and sailed towards me but i dodged with my grandpapa round a refreshment building and then dragged him through a crowd to the entrance of the exhibition finally escaping in a hansom cab what do i care he said i'd like to have spoken to her again i spotted him before you did she wasn't half a bad old bounder those girls don't go off apparently too much torso and not enough tin eh 
in this painful style did the old man speak of two perfect ladies whose only crime was a hereditary inclination to a bon point i toned him down when i could but he rarely listened to me now it was as his sister that i posed at number one oxford mansions he had grown into a very corpulent big-bearded man he wore white waistcoats and followed fashion and took particular pains with his person he abandoned politics and began to develop interest in city affairs once he brought home a new friend who he said was on the stock exchange a most gentlemanly polite individual who treated me with a courtesy and consideration to which i had long been a stranger after he had gone grandpapa told me he was somebody of great importance he's floating a fine scheme that's got thousands in it he explained we dined at richmond with some friends last week and coming home in the drag phil montague that's his name let me into a secret or two and promised me shares mind martha i'm doing this for you don't say i never think of you and when i'm gone you'll draw many a fine dividend from the automatic postcard company and when you draw em, think of me far away probably frying mr phil montague called again and finally i know that grandpapa took at least a thousand pounds of his capital out of something three per cents and put them into automatic postcards then he suddenly determined to go upon the stock exchange himself i think that he would have carried out this mad project but other affairs distracted his attention hardly was the company of mr phil montague well floated when that gentleman called again dined by invitation and broached a new scheme to grandpapa this man represents my own greatest failure as a student of character i was utterly deceived in him he simply laid himself out to deceive me doubtless he thought that if he could get me on his side he would be able to deal with grandpapa all the more easily outwardly mr montague was both religious and modest which qualities openly paraded in a stockbroker appeared very beautiful to me he also quoted scripture not ostentatiously but evidently from habit he constantly alluded to his dead mother and told me that he took exotics to a grave at brompton every second sunday afternoon how many financiers would do that he never talked business in front of me and i found out after he had known my grandpapa about a month that the old man began to grow very secretive and peculiar a cunning furtive look appeared in his eye he was away from home in the city and elsewhere a great deal he avoided discussion of his affairs as far as possible once i asked him some question about mr montague's own status and he laughed and answered in bad taste spoons eh well martha old chip i believe he's gone on you too or else he's playing the fool because he thinks it will please me fine woman your sister he said to me last week fine for her age she's sixty i answered grandfather you know i'm not well you look it 
every hour of it but he pretended to be surprised and said it was strange you hadn't made some good man happy before now i think he is a very worthy honourable gentleman grandfather and i wish you would try and be more like him bless you phil's all right we're great pals and he's got some brains under that sanctified manner too we have a little bit of fun in hand just now that means a pile for us both if i'm not mistaken at this moment mr montague himself was announced and without waiting to inquire of grandpapa whether i might do so i asked him boldly of what nature was his new enterprise End chapter 9